Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spiritual Journey podcast. Um, I always, always like to start the podcast just by saying thank you. Feel so blessed with this space. Um, receive messages weekly, and just the impact the podcast is, ha- is, is having on people. And I started with this podcast, just wanted to share whatever knowledge I had, and I'm really glad it's having an impact. And um, I am excited to have another guest on the, on the podcast today. Um, I think I mentioned before we're going to have really want to kind of expand the podcast and introduce more perspectives with new guests. So you're going to see more and more guests coming on. You're still here from me and Stacey at least a couple of times a month. But yeah, we're excited to kind of get going. Just to do a quick intro of me, I'm Nims Nimesh. I'm an Akashic record reader, an Akashic trainer, podcast host, podcast creator, and spiritual coach and mentor. And I just really feel like we're we're in a phase for a lot of us where we are being pushed. We are being pushed to expand and just really kind of understand why we're here, shine with our gifts, and maybe not be so rigid on um, on what the future may hold and just embrace it. So I'm looking forward to this to this podcast, uh, but first of all, I want to introduce my guest. So I'm super excited to have Jenny Holler on the podcast, the Akashic Nomad. She has a super interesting story, so I'm looking forward to deep, going deep into it. But uh, Jenny, why don't you introduce yourself? Well, I mean, I'm just going to drop the holla. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, funny thing is I had a cool last name before I went by Jenny O. My last name was Olding and everybody called me Jenny O. And then I always said like, oh, when I get married, I can't be like Jenny Smith. No offense to any Jenny Smiths out there because there's probably a million of you. <laughs> but like, I didn't want, I don't know, I needed a cool name. And so, you know, I, I always joke it was part of the interview process for my potential husband. He had to have a cool last name. So I'm Jenny Hollis, as, as you said. Um, I'm the Akashic Nomad. My whole life has been filled with all kinds of different fun and adventure. Um, I'm feeling really guided just to share some of the like fun things I've done. I mean, I played softball competitively um, my whole life, big athlete. I've traveled all over with softball, got a full ride to college. Um, went on two study abroads in college. So I did one in Wales and I did one in Mexico and um, been inducted into some Hall of Fames. I've traveled my butt off around the world. Um, you know, I've, I've had a really fun sales career as well, traveling around and seeing the United States. And, um, and I've also had my bumps and bruises going into the entrepreneurial <laughs> world. That is for sure. Uh, being on a journey of, um, not trusting myself outside of like a corporate way. So now what I'm doing in my like professional life, I'm so excited is yeah, I'm full out there with Akashic record readings like you. Um, I'm the Akashic nomad because I'm a full-time nomad. We've been traveling around the United States for over two years. And I could say probably a lot of the same like titles as you, I'm a podcast host. I, a spiritual mentor, a guide, an energy healer, like a lot of those same things. But what I love about this journey is a lot of us who are sitting in the spiritual world, especially, we may share some of the same titles, but it's more about the energetic resonance and frequency because different people will come onto your path for different reasons. Even though we all may have similar titles, you know, like you're going to have potentially like profound impact and changes and shifts from two people with the same titles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's a good place to start, really. It's that I, I feel like as humans, as humanity, we love to give titles to things, right? Like Cashy Records, um, you know, it's been around for centuries, but it's 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 a label that we love to give. And I, and I agree. I think anyone that that works with me, anyone that kind of connects with me, it's a soul contract. It's not, it's not because of my title. It's because they feel my soul at that level. So... And I'm excited about this this episode. So we're going to be focusing on embracing your journey. And I really do feel like I was saying at the beginning that a lot of us are being focused to kind of really embrace our journey, kind of, you know, sure, we focus on manifesting whatever the future holds. But there's an energy of really taking that leap of faith, that trustful of not knowing what the future holds and being open to whatever it might look like. It means that, you know, you still need a good self-care routine. You still need to do the right things, but don't be so rigid in, in kind of how you're going to frame it and be open to magic. If you're so rigid with your expectations, you might miss the magic that comes along. And, you know, when we, when we spoke, cause 
um, we had a quick chat before we agreed to do a podcast. And you know, you've you strike me as somebody that suddenly has embraced your journey multiple times. Um, and you know, just what you just said, you clearly had multiple lifetimes in one lifetime. It feels that way, anyway. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'd love for you to go deeper as we talk about embracing the journey. What does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. And how how have you embraced your journey and how do you continue to embrace your journey? I'm going to answer this from a couple different perspectives. Um, the first one is if I think about what this meant to me in the past as an overachiever, a type checked all the boxes, made the six figures young, published a book. Like I have so many of the check boxes from that time in my life. Um, so from that space, embracing the journey for me was always about just living life to the fullest and like, you know, like just getting the most out of life and squeezing all the drops. Like I know a big thing my parents would always make fun of me for was I would be so excited because I would be like on instant messenger on the computer and someone would be texting me and then someone would be ringing the doorbell <laughs> and then the phone would be ringing. I'd be like, I got it all. And I'd be like, you know, going and doing everything. And so that that's really was like the essence of the focus for so much of my life. Like, how can I you know, get the most out of this experience? And then as I've moved into the spiritual world, I've come into understanding it a little bit differently. I mean, the essence of what I shared, I believe is still there because I still believe in living an amazing life and having beautiful, amazing, enriching experiences and really uh, going into different aspects of what's available to us in this earth. But what embrace the journey to me means now is trusting the process being in the moment allowing like each and every moment um as as cheesy as it sounds if you haven't kind of like crossed over this threshold is like allowing each and every moment to unfold so magically (laughs) you know because i know how i felt before like i i thought that was cool and i wanted that but i was like you know like i would just kind of i would believe it on the front but i really didn't believe it through and through And so I feel like being on the nomad journey, sometimes we book our next spot within a week of moving there, within a week of our agreement, you know, um, going out. And there's certain things that I feel like I was taught and probably many of us were taught growing up from culture, family, et cetera, that there's certain things you don't do and there's certain things that you need for safety and there's certain things that are expected or, you know, that kind of make you successful or whatever. And so it's like, for me, it's just really being excited for the future. And at the same time, not holding on to it with a death grip. (laughs) I've done that lots and lots of times. I'm sure people can relate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so talking about the the nomad experience, because it's, um, you you, you, you clearly had a successful career and I know you talked about sales and what, what kind of led you to that decision of kind of changing your life totally and becoming the nomad? What, what is, what, what, is, what was that journey like? And talk a little bit about your life today. What does it involve? <laughs> so, okay. I actually, at the point that the nomad thing came on the radar, I'd actually quit my corporate job for the second time. So I was in, you know, floating around in entrepreneur land. I was living um, in downtown St. Petersburg, Florida, which is, you know, very walkable area, which walkable is laughable when you're from the UK because everything's walkable, right? (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, the US to have a walkable area is a big deal. And um, so we were living there and my husband, more of a homebody, I've always had a wanderlust spirit, always wanting to go see the world, live in lots of places, just get the most out of it. Remember what I said? And um, we were actually working with an intuitive coach. When she came on the call or on a coaching call, she said she saw a vision of us. I don't remember exactly how she said it, but basically like nomading and traveling around. <laughs> and I stopped and I looked at my husband and I was like, are you like, how do you feel about this? Are you receiving this? Because inside I was like, woohoo. Yeah, but I was like, it. I'm not sure how he feels about this. And there was something that shifted in him. I don't know if it's the way the message was delivered or you know, the timing, whatever it was, right? And he was like, I'm down. And I was like, wow. what? So from that point, we started to, you know, 
move into that plan. Okay. You know, we actually had a lease at our apartment. We talked about breaking the lease. We talked about timing. We talked about what would be involved and what we had started with as a plan is that we would go on a nomad adventure for six, maybe 12 months. But my husband really was leaning more towards the six and his compromise was like, fine, I'll entertain 12. And so we sold everything. We sold our bed, our couch, everything. We had a five by five storage unit. We kept what we felt would be like the most important things to kind of like get back started in six months. Um, and about four months into our journey, my husband said, we, we had, we tried to check in, you know, and he was like, I really like this. I'm down. And I was like, I like this. I'm down. And here wow. we are over two years later, the moment we don't see any end in mind, like there's no, True. Um, like the, and the energy around us is definitely not those of rooting down very nomadic in nature. And so now the way that it looks is this is our lifestyle, right? Like there was a bit of like, you know, vacation energy in the beginning for yeah, sure. Yeah, of course, right? adventure, right? You're enjoying the adventure. <laughs> You're kind of like, wow, this is cool. And yeah, like experiencing my, new things. My friend was like, my best friend, she was like, okay, so, um, I know you're doing a business thing, but I'm kind of confused. Like, are you just on vacation or are you actually like <laughs> doing, and I wasn't doing Akashic record stuff at that point. I was still trying to figure myself out at like life coach and wellness coach and things like that. So anyways, now what we do is we typically stay one, one to three months, more than three starts to feel a little long, less than one is too short. And we travel the United States. We drive all of our belongings in a car, in an SUV, a large SUV, and then we stay in furnished places that have lots of space and a full kitchen, washer and dryer. Like It's like we live where we are. That's our home. I, that just sounds magical. Um, I mean, I love to travel, but it's like when, I've, when I'm away for a few weeks or a lot longer, there is a part of me that wants to come home. And it's, um, but what if home is, I mean, I've always said the home is where your body is, right? This is the, this, the physical body is, is really the, the, the home for the soul. But um, yeah, I mean, wow. Um, it's, it's a hard one sometimes, not saying for you, but it's a hard one sometimes for people to wrap their heads around because we don't have a home, like in the traditional way, right? Like there is no home to go to, like where I'm sitting right now in Oklahoma, is my home for the next month and a couple of weeks. Like, this is my home. This is our home. I get we don't own it. It's not our family. But like, we don't have a home. And so, you know, the questions then come like, where does your mail go? And where do you hang out for <laughs> holidays? And, you know, like some of those logistical things. And what I, what I personally believe is that there's there's a lot that can be taken from a nomad experience. I feel like you can still infuse characteristics of being a nomad into your life without doing it the way that we're doing it or the way that people on YouTube are doing it with van life or RV life. You know, I think you could still go do it and go nomad around for X amount of time yeah. and then go back home. Like there, there's no right or wrong way yeah. to do it. I, I do feel like we're coming into that period where kind of the rules and the programming that we've always had of kind of you know kind of growing up graduating going to a career have getting a home get married have kids and all that i think i really do feel that paradigm is being shifted and what rules do we have who says that you need a home i mean you know you, you stay in locations for one to three months so at least it gives you a time to feel the energy of the place to build a base to kind of feel like home you know for one to three months it feels like somewhere that you have can build some roots but actually then you have the excitement of going somewhere else in one to three months and maybe it does feel like a a one big holiday you know people travel the travel the world for years and it just feels so how do you pick the next location i'm curious <laughs> that's that's been a big part of embracing the journey honestly because when we when we first started we what felt long to us was two weeks so we were planning like two weeks at a time and that felt really long. And at the beginning we had, like I really wanted to get up into um, South Dakota and Montana and Idaho, some of those states I hadn't been. And so that was a priority because we left in May. And so getting there over the summer 
before it was like blizzardy cold with you know like negative 30 degree temperatures at that part of the United States. So that's what drove a lot of the beginning. And now where we're at, the part of the way we choose is through budget amenities and kind of like that, that's what drives where we go because we've been in the middle of nowhere and we've been in the middle of a city. And then the next thing that I'm continuing to practice and deepen into is picking places that are in the energy and frequency of hell yes versus places that check the boxes because they have this, this, and that, and the price is right, but like the energy of the place is more like a no. And I have definitely forced us, force, you know, like gone against the flow into places where it's been more of that no energy. You can definitely feel a difference. And I'm finding that life is so much more fun where it's like you just let it unfold because you never know what's going to happen. And at the same time, sometimes that's scary as shit because you really have something you want to do. Mm. I want to go here. I want to see here. I want to feel safe. I put my air quotes up for that. I want to feel safe by knowing where I'm going. So sometimes I get into that energy of like, oh, make it happen, make it happen. Um, but I'm, I'm really enjoying being much more in flow with it because it doesn't matter where we are. It really doesn't. We can go anywhere. We can go anywhere. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's very true. And um... So do you know where you're going next? How, how much in advance do you kind of pick? Okay, so this ebbs and flows. Here's here's what I what I can tell you right now. Typically, I don't know, right? Like right now, we booked here for two months. And then, you know, whenever I feel nudges, I'll go look on Airbnb or Furnished Finders and kind of see, you know, within, I don't know, a, a four to six hour driving radius away from us, like what's available? What hits some of the, you know, the, the check boxes and feels good? Um, that where I'm at right now, I actually, this is probably the most booked out that we are at the moment. So my friend lives in Florida and that's where we started all of this. And she's launching her business in January. So for those of you who don't know, Florida in January is snowbird season and peak season where everybody wants to go from the north down into the palm trees in the ocean, right? And I was like, that's like home. That's where storage unit is. That's where my friends are, whatever. It's not even home anymore, but you get my point. Sure, yeah. So she told me that. And I was like, my instant reaction was like, oh, because I really want to go out <laughs> west to the mountains. I did not want to go to Florida. We've already spent so much time in Florida. Anyways, it's really been sinking in. So we're actually going to spend, commit to three months in Florida. Wow. November, December, January. And this is where like kind of trusting the process and the flow is like where it's peak season and oh my God, everything's so much. I just was like, I know that we're going to find a place that's going to work. And um, I don't care about the beach and the pools and stuff because we're not there for that. We're there for other reasons like regular life, not vacation life. And um, anyways, a contact of mine because I posted on Facebook um, hit me up and she's like, Hey, I got this place. And I saw her vacation prices. And I was like, Hey, if you want to list vacation prices, I'm nowhere near that, but, <laughs> uh, you know, like I'm not trying to insult, but you know, yeah. anyway, she proposed back to me a mind blowing offer. I just feel like the angels and the spirit guides and stuff are completely cool. involved <laughs> in this, you know? And They're I'm like, like scheming. <laughs> I know. I'm like, Oh my God. Well then ever since I really started sitting into this now, I'm like, Oh my God, I can go like have these business things. I can do a retreat there. Like everything's been really in flow. Nice. So the only piece I don't know is the month between, I don't know what we're going to do for October. And I have, <laughs> I have 18 hours of driving ground to cover between leaving here and the oh, Florida big. commitment. So it's I got to find somewhere, middle, right? yeah, gotta somewhere, find somewhere like nine, 10 hours away, which is, is, and we normally don't go that far. We normally don't yeah. cover that much ground. Cause it's, it's a big day. It's a lot. It's a lot. I, I, I kind of, um, so when you talked about Florida, I, I, I can feel the energy and the conflict within you. So I really, but I also feel the trust, mm -hmm. the knowingness that, you know what, there's something that I, I, I there's a reason yeah. I'm going to go there. And it's like any land or any place I visit, I always have a knowing that somehow I'm meant to be there and mm -hmm. healing for me and healing for the land. Yeah. I feel that connection to it. And I feel that kind of, 
you know, actually by the time this episode aired, I would have finished a, a two-week trip to, to the US where I'm also going to do Sedona. I've been to Sedona mm. once before with um, um, my mentor. She, she had an event there and um, so many vortexes. The land is so yes. beautiful. I just, and I feel like it's been calling to me for like a couple of years and I'm finally going. So, um, Yay! So, and I mean, even the UK has so many magical places. You kind of take don't take advantage of it. In the US, I've been to, I've traveled a lot in the US, but Oklahoma has never quite been on my list. I'm not sure why. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know how many lists it makes, to be honest, because it's, it's, I think it's a state that probably gets overlooked a lot. I mean, it's pretty flat. There's a lot of cool stuff here, but especially if you're coming from out of country, it's typically not one that would grab attention. Yeah. You know, what would you come here for unless you are more into like rodeos or cowboys or there's a lot of um, re- Native American reservations here. I'm not saying that those are things that you can just go visit. It's not quite, you know, like that. Not, yeah. Almost all of Oklahoma is natively owned, but that's because every they were made to come to Oklahoma. And so they pretty much drove them all here, you know. Nice. I don't know, I'm totally telling the subject because I just got a message. Have you, uh, through the cash, we'll talk about cash records next. I feel like you've had a past life as a Native American. Oh, it's possible. I just got chills. So maybe. Yeah, I just, yeah, I, just I felt that because it's like when you were talking about it, it, felt, it kind of felt like you being home. Just really, mm. I wasn't planning to say that. Maybe it's something you want to explore, but it's just something that, that hit me. So, but yeah, I'd love to talk about Akashic Records. You know, it's yeah. one of my, it definitely changed my life. And you know, I was guided to, in quotes, learn how to read Akashic Records when my mentor left this realm. She's only 38 years old. And I always thought we were going to do lots of things. I've talked about it before mm-hmm. on the podcast. But she was the one who was one of my guides that was pushing me. Akashic, she, for some reason, I found a couple of her meditations where she mentioned Akashic Records. I'd never heard her mention them before. And I was like, so I, I I learned via an online course, but actually I've tailored it to what I feel is the right thing to do. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've channeled, I've do, done thousands of readings. I've channeled a mentorship course through it. I've, a lot of what I do on a day-to-day basis is based on messages I receive through the records. So I I don't feel the records need to be protected, um, but I am a little bit protective over them just because of how sacred I feel they are. And, for me, Akashic Records are a record of everything our soul's been through. Current life, past life, parallel life, future life, everything about us is stored in the records. And now when you connect with the records yourself or you get a reading, basically you receive what you're ready to receive. Because obviously if you received energetically everything about you, human psyche couldn't be able to take it. So you receive what you're ready to receive. And it doesn't mean you don't have to have the human experience. It's like you still got to have the human experience. you still got to potentially have some painful experiences um, to help you to grow, to help you to connect, to help you to do. But I find they give us insights um, into why we are the way we are, maybe some insights into what's coming next. Um, doing a reading for somebody else and or doing or reading my own records is very different because I connect with the guides. So for me, the records have been amazing. But I'd love to hear more about the records, your journey to connect with the records and what it means to you. Hmm. I am just going to mirror the fact that the records have completely changed my life and not only my life, but the lives of so many people. Um, I mean, my mind is blown. Like even just sitting in the energy of this question, like I'm seeing that mind blown emoji, like, you know, like, um, I love it because it's, it's, it's interesting. I've been on a spiritual journey for a very long time. Um, I've always been intrigued by these kind of things. And I, I want to say maybe 15 years ago, I went to a, um, a meetup group that I found while I was traveling around in, I think they had someone there like doing an Akashic record journey. I didn't really know what it was. It just went because I thought it was interesting. I, I did the journey. She said we were supposed to see a library or something. I didn't really see anything. I didn't really have anything in that moment. I thought it was cool because I was into like the intuitives and having intuitive readings. So I, I ended up hiring her for a reading. I think at that time I was in a place where it was like, that was cool, but I didn't really know what to do with it. Oh, okay. She told me that. Oh, okay. Like, you know, 
fast forward, I don't think Akashic Records really was on my radar. I never really, I don't know, I never really pursued it much after that. And in the past like three years, I went on a super deep dive into so many things spiritually, into like a lot of edges spiritually, a lot of like, you know, beyond just like manifesting and yoga and meditating. Like, I mean, I, I went down some paths, some things resonated, some didn't, learned a lot of things. One of the things I learned about was waking up in 5D and that concept energetically. And when I walked into a Barnes and Noble and saw that book on the shelf in mainstream, huge bookstore, I was shocked because I was like, what is this doing here? So I bought it. And the author who wrote that book, Maureen St. Germain, also wrote other books, including opening the Akashic Records. And so I bought all of her books, consumed them, was like all in, except for that one. I was like, I don't need that. That's not for me. <laughs> um, I, I really thought, because I was like, I'm not, I'm not the channeler. I'm not the intuitive. Like, that's not me. I really really didn't think that was me. I don't remember how I purchased the book or why. Somehow I ended up buying it, maybe like feeling the need to complete the series of owning all of her <laughs> books. I don't know. But somehow I bought her book. And when I went through it, I thought I was entering into a book that was theory, right? Like talking about the Akashic Records, sharing. I thought I was just going to be reading about the Akashic Records. And pretty quickly in, it's a very hands-on book if you choose to interact that way. And she has exercises in there that are like, okay, ask these questions to your higher self. Now use this sacred opening prayer. And by the way, there's so many different ways, yeah, but use is. this sacred opening prayer, open the records and now ask these same questions. And that experience, I noticed and felt something different and I was intrigued. So I went through the whole book and um, ended up taking her class, her certification class for opening for myself and others. And I think that in that space, I was in a good timing to just be open to the experience. Because when she said, there was something that clicked in me when she said, okay, you guys are going to split off and practice with each other. Your goal is to say, what, share whatever it is you're seeing, feeling, hearing, touching, smelling. Do not interpret it. Do not judge it. Say whatever's coming through. Don't worry about being right. Don't worry about being wrong. Like, just share. And so those first readings were so like uncomfortable because I was like, what is this? How does this feel? And I just trusted, I embraced the journey. Um, I was just open. I was like, fine, okay. I'm just gonna share what I see and whatever I see, however weird or whatever it is, I'm gonna say it. And I remember one of the first things I saw was a bunch of roosters. And I was like, okay, I'm seeing roosters. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, what the hell is this? And the girl is like flipping out. And this is in class, right? The girl's flipping out. She's like, oh my God, I'm in Hawaii and there's roosters all around me. Oh my God, how'd you know? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trusting the process. I'm just here for the journey. So as I'm sure you can relate and others, you know, as you're expanding your gifts, like it opens up and more and more and more and more. And my specific personal journey, I have embraced this so much that I'm, I'm talking like, this is only a year ago that I stepped into this. Oh, wow. And it's, I, it's, I'm in, like I'm in and things are happening and the clarity of things that come through, like the responses from people, like it's a very quote unquote new process, but it doesn't feel new. It doesn't feel new at a soul level. It I really love it. And, and I mean, I agree with that. I, I really feel that at a, at a soul level, we all have the ability to connect to the records. Yes. And it's just our human psyche, our humanness has to discover that connection. So even, um, I mean, we, I do training on how to connect with the records and I don't really believe I train anybody. I feel I just guide them to a modality they already have. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes a lot of people get frustrated. Oh my God, what's my guess? What's my guess? What's my mm -hmm. guess? I think the the less expectations, and I know I make it sound easy, but the less expectations you have, I really feel the universe will guide you. And it's just, you know, for me doing a reading for somebody, um, I and maybe I practice doing it, but I know I'm I'm a vessel. Mm -hmm. I'm not meant to filter the message. And in many ways, when I'm doing a reading for somebody, a group or or an individual, it's the closest I feel to source. Mm -hmm. Because me as a human, I'm not there. 
I'm a vessel serving and doing what I'm into and I'm just sharing whatever comes through. And it's just, I, I love it. It's just such a beautiful energy, such a beautiful vibration. And I love talking to other readers too, because it's that there's a, there's a connection in, in kind of the feeling, yeah. but the journey to it is, is normally quite different and, you know, kind of, so yeah, I just, I just, I love it because it just, it opens you up to a different level of connection that, yeah, I don't know if I would have experienced otherwise. And, you know, we were both in our own unique way just led to it, right? It was meant to be, um, but I feel part of it is just being open to a new modality and whatever that looks like, right? So yeah. Um, yeah. And here's, here's another thing I want to add to, because when you talk about the Akashic Records, this is at least what I've come to, is I feel like there, there are many people who are probably already connecting to the records. They may just not realize or have a conscious awareness that that's what they're connecting to. Um, and also, I find that there are quite a few intuitives who are connected to the Akashic Records. They just don't brand themselves that yeah. way with a um, they're not looking to do specifically Akashic record readings and share about past lives or whatever comes up in a reading. They're more doing like an intuitive guide thing, but they're definitely tapping into the records. You I, know what I'm saying? Is that universal yeah, source? I agree. I agree. And, I, and I'll say this a lot in terms of I, anyone that's channeled a message, anyone that's done a meditation, anyone that's done any kind of spiritual work, I feel they're connected with the records. I yeah. feel that's where it really comes from. And Sure, you can call it whatever you want. You can call it channeling, mm -hmm. writing, you know, kind of connecting with Oracle, receive message, whatever you call it, it's fine. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a big believer that everything is connected to the records and it's available to all of us. It's just a source of magic that I really feel more and more people are opening themselves up to it. So I, and I love it. It's changed my life. I I love guiding people to to connect with the records. I love I love doing readings, but actually I, I love guiding people and helping them have a modality to kind of much more because you're leaving them something that they can they can do use on a day-to-day -day basis. I mean, you get insights when, when getting a reading in terms of what you need to know, and it's sure it's life-changing, but it's like teaching somebody that they can then go and read their own records and read other people's records, and I just love it. I love it. It's changed my life, and I'm I'm super super, I'm super grateful for, for the records. And yeah, we'll um, have like a ninety minute love fest. I love the records. Yeah, I love the records. But the cool thing, I feel I feel like we could, but I feel like we could, and I think that's the cool thing that the listener could take away from it. Not only have you talked about it in plenty of other of your podcast episodes, you and Stacy both, but like to just hear like whether it's them. Here's another practitioner sharing like you have the ability to have the same feeling too as anybody listening you know and you hear us here gushing over we probably couldn't sit here for 90 minutes yeah, 100%. i love it so much it's and, and so give great. me examples oh and give me insights and maybe even <laughs> like open the records and just you know see what comes through and just uh, yeah so and it's as you said there's so many prayers available and you've got to do what resonates with you it's like yes. you know you could you could try and learn online you could um you know like I said, I, I, I do, I do, I do a course to connect. Um, you can find a prayer online and just try it. The only thing I'd recommend is make sure you're clear on your intention and try and have as little as, as expectations as possible because it's those expectations. I mean, I'll receive very differently than you will, and it's just it depends on. I mean, when I'm doing a reading for somebody else, it I receive differently based on the individual so sometimes i'll see things sometimes i'll hear things sometimes i'll i'll feel things and the energy and the vibration is dependent on the person so try and leave your expectations at the door i i get that's difficult because we all have expectations but and just go on the journey it's not a i remember when i i honestly only learned how to read the records because i wanted to understand my soul contract with my mentors not in this realm anymore and you know, I got my messages. I understood that she's now one of my guides. But it was such a beautiful process. I knew I was meant to do readings for other people. And so I started reading for friends. And, you know, it's now an integral part of everything I do. So, um, and, it, you know, you say you've only been doing it a year. And it's kind of interesting how much has changed your life in a year, right? It doesn't, I mean, time I is mean, I would say even, even within six months, because I stepped into the brand and really did this in March after I went to a retreat. And that was 
I mean, we're not even to September. September would be officially six months. We're like right on the cusp of it right now at, at the recording. Six months ago, I came out and said, I'm the Akashic Nomad. This is what wow. I'm doing. Like everything, everything has changed. Every single thing. And, and how did that feel when you had that insight that you're the Akashic Nomad? What was, the, what was the journey to get there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, seriously, because just a year ago, I, I had been, um, you know, like I had really struggled as an entrepreneur trusting myself, like I mentioned in the beginning. Because in a, in a corporate world, I feel like I had some bit of a safety net being a sales professional because all I had to show up is just show up and be me and follow up with people and do my thing. And I was always top performing because I was focused on like taking care of people. And then when it came to my own stuff, like I really struggled with doubting like my message and was it good enough? And does anybody care? And I really, really craved a lot of external validation. It really did. And I feel like in a sales job, I think I got a lot of that because you got the out of girls and you got the pat on the back and you got the carrot dangled in front of you. More, more, more. You're so wonderful. You're so great. <laughs> Keep on coming. And I was like, Ooh, okay. Um, so it, off in my own world, it was really tough. And just a year ago, I was, you know, I'd pushed myself to um, do a video every day for 30 days. And one of the days I was like, you know what, I'm going to lean in and I'm going to share it. I'm going to like put more of myself out there, the stuff that's like behind the doors, you know, that I kind of casually maybe mentioned. And at the time that was Oracle cards that I was into Oracle cards. And so I went on this live and I was like, so, you know, I, 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 I'm gonna put myself out there and I got Oracle cards <laughs> and I really like them. And I was really like nervous about it, but I felt like I was making this bold move. <laughs> if I only knew I was going to be live channeling on camera, <laughs> like things that I'm sure some of the people in my network think is absolutely insane. And that's fine. Like <laughs> if I would have only known what I was going to be true, stepping into. <laughs> I mean, there's a part of you that will probably be like, no, no, but, <laughs> that's yeah, crazy. Like... But it is interesting. Merging worlds is interesting because, you know, um, sometimes you do worry about what other people think. But ultimately, you know, what other people think of me is none of my business, right? It's it's up to them. It's their frame of reference. Mm -hmm. and, it's, um, and it's really interesting. It's like the sort of people I find watching my 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 reels or whatever and kind of, and just randomly talk to about it if I see them somewhere. Maybe not the people I was expected. It's kind of really interesting how people watch from a distance and they're curious. Yeah. And it's I think we're meant to open up people's curiosity, right? I think we're meant to kind of hold on a second. If 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 you know if if, if you can if Jenny can go from being in a, in a corporate sales role to not being the Akashic nomad and reading Akashic records and kind of being the spiritual. Hey, maybe there's something to it because I really feel right right now a lot of people are questioning who they are mm -hmm. a lot of people are you know the friend circles are getting smaller the things that used to excite them don't excite them anymore it's like and I do feel we have a role to play to spark some of that curiosity mm -hmm. I agree. something different you know something yeah. maybe it's the Akashic Records maybe it's not maybe it's speaking a different world maybe it starts with, starts with Oracle cards Maybe mm -hmm. it's the pendulum. There's so many different ways of, you know, kind of connecting to guides. And, you know, the other thing I'll say is we all have guides. We all have gifts and we all have guides. And our guides, our soul picked the picture guides to guide you in this in this journey. And they're there for you. So, you know, you connect with them, listen to messages, you know, and you all have gifts, right? We all have gifts that our soul has worked so hard for. And really this lifetime is about... Part of it is about really kind of discovering those gifts and enjoying those gifts and sharing them with the world. So I, I guess you can feel there's a passion on Akashi Records and connecting because I just, I feel it's, when you connect to your gifts that your soul's worked for, it just it doesn't, as you said, you've only really jumped into it for six months, but it probably feels like you've done it for lifetimes. Yeah, it's, well, and it's, you know what, part of like this embrace the journey theme that we have here what this has been for me and I, I don't feel like you have to have the akashic records for this because this concept can apply to you in your life if you decide to lean in and listen because it's like all the things that 
scared me that I felt those intuitive nudges, or you could say that the record keepers invited me or that my guides invited me or however you frame it, right? Like all of these things that I've been pulled into, I've said, yes, I didn't stay in the fear because for me, what shifted in my mind with the Akashic records is I felt a responsibility to continue to show up and like, you know, going, okay, you know, I'm going to live channel to video. I'm going to do it. It scares the crap out of me, but I'm going to do it. And I can't say prior, I'd take as many of those types of jumps. It took me a lot longer to do those types of jumps prior Hmm. versus now it's like, all right, well, um, people want to do, I'm going to do live mini readings on YouTube, you know, and, and on social media, you know, I'm not seeing the people I am talking to a screen, praying and hoping, and once again, (laughs) trusting that what is coming through is pure and good. And I already have so many experiences of that. So there's no need. It's like every time I have doubted this experience, because I have, I've doubted it a lot. Like, am I making this up? What is this? You know, like wondering, because it's it for me, my intention is to be a clear channel and to be pure and to, you know, share the messages and not let like my ego get in the way or my desire to control as a human what's happening in the experience. And sometimes the messages just feel like, I don't know, like, did I make that up? Because they're so foundationally (laughs) and they like sometimes share similar messages over and over and over because it's about coming back to love and coming back to truth and trusting yourself. Like there's a lot of similar messages that come through. And every time I have doubted, I have had the most profound experience that tells me that I am not making it up, that follows. And I feel like if, if we, Kashuk Records or not, if we as humans are willing to lean in when we have those intuitive nudges, because we know the things that we're struggling with a lot of times it's because of our logic and cycling in the logic and in yeah. the energy of the brain. And so a lot of times we know that to get through, or, you know, to get past that and around that is to go through it. So if we lean in and go through it, which is typically the thing that you've been avoiding or the thing that you've been receiving nudges about, right? The more that you can do that. And there are so many different teachers out there who speak about this concept they just it, it just here's here's like there's so many people because they just may not speak at it from a spiritual perspective right like a yeah. youtube channel fearless fearless and far by mike corey he's out exploring the world and and doing all these like crazy experiences that a lot of people won't do but his whole thing is like embrace fear anyway yeah so isn't it a very similar message it's just in a different container yes theory talks about it. it's in a different container like the, the message is is being said so many ways around you <laughs> so are you like who or are how yes like to lean in and do it you know like and and that is actually it's really important it's that you know we listen to a lot of people on podcasts or wherever and it's that but actually having there's a podcast we don't know overcoming fear but having embracing that fear everybody has a fear all of us are human and that's that. Uh, so if you listen to somebody and everyone talks about, I did this, I did that, I did this, I did that. Not everyone talks about the process of doing these things mm-hmm. and having that fear and embracing it and kind of, you know, tiptoeing to the edge a few times and tipping back and, you know, maybe taking longer than perceptively you should have done and all that sort of stuff. But every one of these people, as you say, took that leap. Mm-hmm. No matter how long it takes you. And as you say, it's like now it's easier for you. You still go through a process, I'm sure. But once once you take that leap and you integrate the lesson, then it does become easier. Yeah. And the more you do it, the more. And the universe wants to help us, right? I really believe the universe wants to hold our space, wants to support us, gives us these nudges. And you know, once you take that leap, the universe will step up for you. Will help you, will support you. I also believe sometimes the universe likes to give us nudges that become stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And you know, sometimes it becomes a bit of a push. But um, <laughs> but it is really time. It does feel that time where 
I said this at the beginning, it's like we can have a plan, we can try and manifest, but I really feel the plans that the universe have for us are different, maybe even bigger than we could we could have manifested. And there is a leap of faith that I really feel collectively would be nice to do right now. So it's an interesting time energetically. But um, but Ginny, I'm curious, what's what's next for you? What's uh, what's where do you feel your path's gonna lead you? What's uh, what insights can you share with us? You know, that's a good question because there are some things on my radar that previous Jenny would have, oh, I have the idea, let me hurry up and put this into earth, you know, get this into action. And it just feels like it's not the right time yet. And so, for example, I know that I will be putting out a channeled book or two, don't know when. Um, also, I have swirling around an Akashic, Akashic is how I say it, Akashic activation, um, Oracle deck. So I've already been collecting some of the messages for that that have been coming through. Um, I'm going to be leading spiritual retreats as well. And that's, I think, one of the things that's pulling me over to Florida, at least a little mini day or like a, you know, a short experience over there. And then I do want to do bigger ones that are Someone said the other day, and I hadn't thought about this consciously, but having um, retreats at the earth at earth chakras and some of these like super potent energetic areas, which I've already said before, but I didn't say it that way because I was like, oh, you know, I want to go. And a lot of the places I had said were highly charged energetic places. Yeah. Um, beyond that, I feel like. Um, I will be teaching people how to access the records. I already have a lot of people asking me and I'm like, ah, how do I teach it? You know, and I, I just don't feel like the time's right to get in the records and, and ask quite yet, quite yet. I, I know it's coming because I just had another person be like, mm, can you teach me? And I'm like, I'm sure I can, but like, huh. Um, like, like when you talk about things that kind of like freak you out, you're like, ah, how do I do that? But at the same time, I'm continuing to like, embrace the journey and know like it's going to show itself it's going to come there's going to be um, a time to bring that into the earth plane um long term long term i feel like i will always be doing some form of this work i don't know if i'll always be branded specifically akashic records but i i don't like, I'm not going to leave the Akashic Records. I just don't know if that's always going to be like sure. my brand out there. I feel like there's going to be more of like a dynamic aspect to what I do from like the outside in, even though there's already a dynamic as aspect sure. <laughs> inside out, you know? <laughs> no, I, I love that. It's that because you bring up another point, divine timing. It's it's really, you've got to continue to be open to magic and whatever that. But sometimes you've also got to trust that an idea just needs to percolate for a while. And trust in that divine timing, right? That because mm -hmm. you could just jump into any one of those ideas and say, you know, yeah. But the, I feel like there's a knowing in you that that Florida is important. There's something mm -hmm. about Florida that's gonna, and there's just there's something in you that knows that you're gonna write a book, that knows that you're gonna, and I can relate. I mean, I I, I miss in-person events. I used to do a lot with my mentor pre-COVID. We used to do five-day retreats, and you know, she'd always pick the land based on um the kind of the element that we're working on like hawaii we've done an event uh mexico sedona you know it's always there's always an element and a reason uh for picking so i love that i love doing mm -hmm. you know when i do retreats i, I want to do the four or five day retreats i want to be able to go deep mm -hmm. and kind of mm -hmm. totally immersion kind of take them on a journey to to truly truly connect so i love that um who knows we might be doing stuff together in the future right who knows you never yeah. know what oh man so, I never thought about that, like a dual Kashuk record to like, holy crap, that just hit me really hard energetically in a good <laughs> way. I'm like, whoa, holy crap. Talk about massive transformation. Like, holy, and not just, just one. I already know the feeling of one doing a Kashuk record work, you know, like the, wow. Did I, I respect received? I love it. I received. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Because um, yeah, because one of, I, actually I don't think we talked about this, but one of the things that me and Stacy do is we do joint readings, and mm -hmm. we kind of I don't I don't know any, if anyone does that, but basically when you when you get an Akashic reading from us, you get divine feminine, you get divine masculine. It's like and and it's like because we're reading the records, it's not about the human, it's about the soul, 
there's always so much alignment and beauty in it. So I'm always a, a big component of collaborating and, you know, kind of doing the joint retreats. You bring something different to there and you bring energetically. It's just a, a beautiful thing. And you, you talk about Kashi training. I'll tell you how we do the Kashi training. That is, we'll just do it over three sessions because what we want people to do is to really experience the all the different facets of the of Akashi Records. So one session is is a joint reading, so you get to experience being your records being read. Second session is 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 we hold your space as you open your own records and kind of go on that journey. And the third session is you get to read either mine or Stacey's records. And it's just because you get it for me, it was a different experience reading my own records than you know, kind of when I was getting a reading from somebody else and when when I read for somebody else, it was such a different, and I received different things from the different experiences. So that that's why you know, kind of guiding people to, on that journey in those, over those three sessions, and we always leave a week in the middle because you want to practice. You want it's like a muscle, right? You can't just, yeah. You know, some people probably can, but you can't. You have to kind of practice the muscle because there's human stuff going on inside you. There's like, it's like you said, the roosters. Like, I'm a, mm-hmm. what is this and it's like you think you're crazy but you still shared right you still shared and you were you were correct so um but uh no I, look i love this conversation i think we we karen talk about the records and, and the journey for, <laughs> but i'd love for you to share um if people want to work with you um what are the sort of things do you doing now that they could reach out to you for and connect with you on yeah so right now what i'm doing is i am doing private akashic record readings and I do a 30 minute one, a 60 minute one and a 90 minute one. Um, I'm, I'm pausing because like in that space for me, when I'm doing a Akashic record reading, that's a lot more open to anybody who's curious spiritually. Like you said earlier, soul contract where you're drawn, like if you're getting like those little tingles, you're getting those sparks, you know, about the Akashic records, number one, and then number two, whether you have the sparks with Nims or Stacy or me or someone else on your path, right? Like, follow that follow that because it's going to help open up other things so i do readings and then what i've really been enjoying is one-on-one work with people what it's called right now is i call it seven weeks of magic and so it starts off with an akashic record reading and then we meet weekly and the way that i that it's been unfolding is i get into the records before the meeting and see what's coming through for the person And then each meeting is so uniquely different. Sometimes it's an energy healing. Sometimes there's business coaching. Sometimes I get in the records ahead of time and I'm like, you know, what's, what are we going to do today? And they're like, enjoy the journey. Like they're like silent. (laughs) I'm like, "Mm." and then, you know, once again, it's for me, they're teaching me trust, but then that's also what the client needed too, because whatever unfolds in that session is exactly what it needed to be. And then they'll be really chatty at the end, you know? Um, so, and and the, the amount of transformation that's happening in that space blows my mind. And for that type of thing, that is not like just wide open for anybody who slips a credit card my way. That is specific. That is more of like someone who's already on a spiritual journey, who feels like they've been spending a lot of time in their head. They're sick of trying to figure things out from the logical standpoint. And they're really wanting to step more into an energetics frequency first way of transformation and it definitely is by soul contract so like and i'm sure you get this like we meet is it an energetic fit is it a hell yes for both of us and not just a hell yes from the mind a hell yes from the soul and that is so different than the way i did business before because i was learning from other people coaching and overcoming objections and all that bull crap. No, like this is sacred work. So I do the one-on-one and I also have a group program that I'm doing right now that I really didn't want to do, but the Kasha record keepers, like it's amazing, (laughs) you know, like another example of showing up. So that's what's currently in my field as of this moment. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And I'll I'll include your details in the show notes. So if anybody wants to reach out and, but I, I think it's important to mention that, that, you know, when, when you're reaching, when you're looking for a mentor or something to read the records with, you can do all the research and look at all the reviews and all that sort of stuff, but pray on it, feel on it, sit and really kind of, when you hear somebody's voice, does it touch your heart and soul and, you know, mm-hmm. and trust that intuition because, you know, in previous podcasts, you would have heard me say that everything you need is inside you, all the love, all the joy, all the answers, everything you need is inside you. 
But when you get a reading or you find a mentor, what you're doing is you're, you're kind of accelerating the journey to find your answers. So a mentor or a coach or a reader um, can't tell you what to do because you've got free will. It can give you insights into what's happening in your world and it's up to you whether you take one, all right? It's that, yeah. But what a good so, mentor does is doesn't try and fix you because none of us need fixing. Mm-hmm. Guides you to answers. And I love the way how your seven-week session is kind of very intuitively led. Um, the mentorship program that me and Stace do is, is I, it's the one that we recommend is over 12 weeks. It's six or 12 weeks, but it is, we have a framework over 12 weeks. Working on your four bodies really is designed to kind of connect you with your purpose and your gifts. Um mm-hmm. And it allows you to go deep to understand who you are, your programming, to really kind of understand why you're here. Because mm-hmm. there is a reason why we're here. And I love the program. It was channeled through the records. But again, if, if any of this resonates, um, either my voice or Jenny's voice, reach out. I mean, you can book a free discovery call with me and I can take you through it. Um, Jenny, I don't know how people reach out to you. Do they just DM you or what, what's, what do you prefer? Is a... <laughs> <laughs> typically, typically, it seems like the easiest is on Instagram, right? I'm at the Akashic Nomad on Instagram. If you're not there, then I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn and TikTok and YouTube. I'm on all of them. Um, so there's a million ways you can get to me. But like, it just seems like Instagram, because Facebook, unless you say like, hey, I found you because I heard you on this podcast, like, it's kind of weird when someone just like randomly friend requests you and you're like, uh, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, I do too, so. yeah like it's and, and i wanted to add i wanted to add a couple things one was i i totally forgot to, i always forget to say this because i get so excited about the energetics the the work that i'm doing right now especially one-on-one is focused around helping people to trust themselves more and to strengthen their intuition like that is what's really present right now in those programs i want to say that and then the other thing i wanted to say when you shared the story or when you talked about um following your intuition with the guide and go like sleeping on it and sitting with it and you talked about soul contracts i have a story for that can i share that yeah of course okay so what i love is that with my readings what's happening for me is i'm having people who i don't know starting to book right because usually like so all the ones so far i've been able to like trace like oh yeah that came from you know this friend or whatever and uh i asked this one this one man who came and had a reading with me and I was asking like, how did you find me? So he shared that he found me on YouTube and my video right now, I have 111 subscribers and my, my views are somewhere between, I don't know, like 20 and maybe like, I don't know, hundred on a good day for an average. And that's cool. Like it's fine. It's all perfect. So he was watching next level soul podcast on YouTube and my video was recommended. <laughs> and I was like, that's dope. And he goes, and he says, I don't normally click on low view videos, but somehow I was watching your video. So this is what I'm talking about, soul contract stuff, right? And of course, in the moment, he's not sitting here analyzing all the steps. It's just kind of, you can look back and see the things. Then he goes on to tell me that what he really wanted to do is he wanted to book an Akashic record reading with someone local in his town. And he had tried multiple times to, He called a couple, they never returned their call. The phone number was disconnected. He tried to email, the email was returned to him. The website was clunky. I don't know, he tried to book Akashic Record readings. And then he said, so he found my video and then went on my site. And he's like, I just found myself booking. It was so easy. And I was like, I don't don't get it. Is there something wrong? Because he had had so many obstacles along the way. And if that doesn't help explain energetic resonance or soul contract type of things more i mean i'm sure there's other amazing stories but it, like it's trusting that's, yeah that's it that's it and actually go the fact i'm going to sedona next week kind of reminds me of a story too it's that i remember um somebody booking a discovery call i'm like i don't know who this person is but sure and then so i asked her it's like how did you find me and she's like well i planned a trip to sedona with some friends they they couldn't make it last minute so I was on a trail and I was on Spotify. I was looking for music, wasn't even looking for a podcast. And all of a sudden found yours, listened to your podcast. And it just resonated with me so much that I booked a discovery call. Then she booked mentorship. And it's just like, how does that even happen? She wasn't even looking for, she was looking for music while she was on a trail in Sedona and she found my podcast. And it's just like, 
sometimes you so, wonder it's like you know just there's so many different stories like another one i quickly share is you know a friend well she's a friend now but at the time she didn't know me she was in she was in new york she, she lives in new york she was just walking in in um in the park and um she could hear these voices she's like where are these voices coming on She's never, so I, I spent some time on Clubhouse. It's, it's an audio only app. She hadn't been on Clubhouse for a year. Mm-hmm. Somehow she'd managed to click on in, getting into Clubhouse, entering into my room, hearing my voice, and somehow the voice resonated and she booked a reading. It's like, I, I don't even know. I just, you know what? I Thank you. I really trust that whoever's meant to work with me will find me. Yeah. And I just, because... This is this is not the human stuff, and it's like okay, yes, I know we've got to do the the normal social media stuff, and you know, make sure our website's good and all that sort of stuff. But there really is an element of trust, and I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, I was as we kind of come to the end, near the end of the postcard, I always like to kind of leave our listeners with some general prompts. I did give you some heads up on this, so if if we could leave our listeners with some general prompts to really kind of go deep on 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 their journey, to really to kind of embrace their journey. What would you what would you want to what would you want them to journal on or at least ponder on? I, I'm gonna go with something simple. Sure. And this simple thing is actually quite deep. Um and this came through in my seven weeks of magic group course, and this was one of the prompts that they gave there. Is every day, at least for a week, of course, follow your intuition, do it, do what makes sense for you. Um open up a journal and write, what does my heart need today? And then if it's a word, it's a vision, if it's a paragraph, whatever it is, write that down, just let it flow. Then ask, what does my soul need today? Same thing. Then follow that by what does my my, uh, mind need today? And then what does my body need today? Just allow those answers to flow. Just allow them to come out. And it's up to you how you want to interact with what comes through. Sometimes I'll, I'll share with, with like how it is for me, because I do this almost every day, is sometimes it guides my day. It helps set the tone for my day and the intentions for my day. Other times it's kind of interesting, like, huh. I didn't know that was there. Like, hmm, okay. And then other times I, I'll look back at the trends and see what happens. And maybe like my mind wants to feel accomplished, but my soul wants to feel relief. All it is is an awareness, right? Wow. But the thing is, I, I love that because everything starts with awareness. If you're not aware, then how can you decide to do something different? So I love the simplicity of that and how it's going to help our listeners become more aware. And then you get a choice. Mm-hmm. The stages are always you become aware. You have to accept because sometimes you get frustrated. And, you know, why didn't I know this like six months ago, a year ago? You haven't got a time machine, so accept it today. Mm-hmm. So it's the awareness, acceptance, and then decide what you want to do. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So beautifully simple. Um, and, um, yeah, let us know how you get on. I'm sure, you know, I'd love feedback and I'm sure Jenny would too in terms of if you did this for seven days and I would recommend doing something for seven days, what mm-hmm. insights do you get? I'd love to hear from people. Um, always yeah, love getting feedback. Yeah. So, um, so Jenny, thank you. Thank you. I love this conversation. I'm sure we can carry on for, for hours. I would just like to thank all our listeners again. Um, I love this space. I love giving back. Um, if any of this resonates, if you feel heart connection, a soul connection with any one of us and you want to work with us, please reach out. Um, follow us on the, on the social media. I was post reels and information, whatever coming through and I'm sure Jenny does the same and sending you all so much love and light. Um, really do be kind to yourself. You know, kind of what can you do today to truly, truly light your light kind of, and serve you in whatever way. And Jenny, I'd love to hand over to you to close us up. What if life could be more joyful and blissful, even more joyful and blissful for you? What could that look like if you allowed yourself to be open to all of the possibilities, be open to all of the ways 
that magic, miracles, beauty, gifts. What if you allowed yourself to be open to that, receiving that and allowing that to be shown without there being expectations on what that should look like? Oh, a gift has to come in this way or miracle has to come in that way. What if the miracle, what if the gift, what if the magic was as simple as receiving a beautiful hello from someone you've never talked to in a while? What if the gift was a smile from someone at the grocery store? What if you were to allow yourself to celebrate all the small gifts and magic that then helps you to open up to even more amazing, beautiful experiences? Wow. What a great way to end, 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 end this episode. So Jenny, again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Love sharing this space with you. Sending everyone so much love and light. Bye for now.